Hi, this is Sarvesh Sinagi from the 2002 batch of IIT Delhi Industrial Design. Uh, I was a part of the Advanced Materials and Processes course taken by Professor Somitri, and I believe that it was one of the most interesting courses and memorable courses that I've ever taken. It was very different in terms of the way the course was conducted. Uh, there was no theory, no books, nothing, but uh, which are typical to such courses, which are more theoretical. But we learned through more of hands-on experiences, working on challenging situations. Uh, as a part of this course, my batch was given a very old car, a 1929 Austin 7 that was lying in the campus since many years in a very bad state, and the task was to get get this car up and running, uh, almost from ashes in a very bad condition, impossible condition, to what it must have been 75 years back in 1929, like getting it from nothing to a very mint condition car. That was the goal of the uh, course, and I was very excited as soon as Somitri showed us the car, uh, because I was always fond of uh, old and vintage. It was a very challenging task considering the condition of the car, but me and my batchmates really worked hard uh, to collect every bit of information that we could find through internet, through meeting people in the in Delhi, mechanics, old mechanics, old shops around Delhi, uh, pahar gun shops, and also getting in touch with people from different car clubs in the UK, so we could get a lot of information from them as well. Uh, like we we got the original copies of the drawings of the car, so that we could replicate some of the components and some missing parts of the car. It was really interesting to understand how the car was made then, and also how could we could actually make some of the components that are missing in today in the current technology and manufacturing processes existing in, in and around around us, and we could actually get the car running. It was hard to believe that it was actually done and running at the end of the course, and I still remember driving it in Delhi uh, with the IIT Delhi number plate on it, and uh, people watching us uh, and talking about the car whenever we stopped at the signals. Yeah, so it was fantastic, and if I look back, and if I look at myself now, even today I carry those learnings and the attitude to get into the unknown, taking up challenges and not fearing the ambiguities and doing things very, very much hands-on. I still collect a lot of cars, vintage cars, and restore them, and a lot of other antiques as well, which are more technical. And that is what I have taken from the course, and of course from Somitri. Thank you so much. So welcome to Learner Center Design Education. I'm your host Samitri Vardarajan. The intro you just heard was Sarvesh talking about his experience of participating in the restoration of the Austin Seven as part of his studies. It's been many years, but 18 years since that event, but it still holds meaning. Maybe it strengthened some aspects of what was already his interest. Maybe for for others too, it sort of activated something. Sh- so the question is: uh, Should all courses be done that way? Should all universities uh, not necessarily restore a car, but uh, pull students out of, let's say, the other way of doing things and do it in this way? So you're seeing two different forms of uh, journeys. So one of them is a itemized laundry list. You have 16 weeks, and you have 16 topics, and you sort of make sure that you understand the concepts, and you read it through texts. You sit in a class, and there is a teacher who, who sort of uh, permits you access, or explains, or stimulates you, or motivates you about certain kinds of things. So, for example, you take sand casting, and you say, "This is sand casting." And these days, of course, you might show it through a video, and then you talk about all the terminologies 
in sandcasting and what are the principles of sandcasting and so on. It's a perfectly valid way to do education. It's a simpler way to do education because the classroom is the setting. The tech in the classroom provides a particular kind of facilitation. Uh, it's a timetabled slot. Students come in, they sit down, they listen, they take notes, and then it is their responsibility to make sure that all that content that they have encountered uh, is enters their brain and then stays there. The problem, of course, with a lot of content you learn in school at university is that it doesn't stay, it just falls off. It goes in, you try to understand it, you probably memorize it a bit, you make lists, you make notes, you do cue cards, you use Quizlet, you do exams, you do many different kinds of things to get to a place and a point where that knowledge is owned by you, is remembered by you. The shift in education is, suppose we look at the stickiness of knowledge and the stickiness of information as more important than the quantum of information and the precision of information. Uh, suppose, hypothetically, you say that uh, go through an experience, uh, let it be momentous, let it be completely memorable, and let it transport you back into a complex environment. And through that, you remember and through that you have a trigger to remember. And you can add to that information as you go along, or you don't even need to add to it. You're comfortable and you are confident. So stickiness is one thing, and confidence with the information is another, not being tentative. Two things which probably sit at a marginal space with respect to contemporary education. So you've got these possible modes of education. All right, so now this podcast is going to veer off and become a audio letter. So I'm going to be talking to somebody, and this is a monologue conversation which uh, jumps off from a chat that I've been having in WhatsApp. So yes, you suggested that... It would be really nice to have a short intensive. There's the beach, there's, uh, there's a bit of nature, there's the outdoors, and people could come. It's not near the city. Yeah, that could be a plus. I mean, it could, be, it could stop some people, but the distance is probably really useful. So one is the location. So the location is obviously fabulous, and the location is accessible. You have it. It's your place. What then constitutes the form of activity and who can come to do that activity were two of those questions. I'm going to sort of step away from that and sort of look at some other points that I was making, which is that the thing that we call the school and the thing that we call the university uh, seem to be hanging around you know, so if you have an old pair of jeans, you could, you know, discard them. I've taken out, thank you for that, for all your hand-holding support and wisdom. We've now got the evaporative cooler out, the ducting out, the carpenter's come, he's patched the hole in the ceiling. 
and that was fabulous to go through that process. I'm going to miss the cool, moist air on particularly hot days, but I'm sort of already feeling that it's a much cleaner space. The, the holes in the ceiling have now got pieces of paper uh, taped down. I will get a plasterer at some point to fix up the holes in the ceiling. The f ducting, the heating, gas heating, ducting has also been taken out. On the side of the ho house, it has left a really big hole, and that is now going to become a trapdoor, a manhole, a, a, a gateway to get underneath the house. There is no more ducting underneath the house, so some of it they took away, some of it I sort of picked up, put into my vehicle and took it to the tip. So it, it has been possible to move on from an older system of heating and an older system of cooling with split air conditioners, which now work off the solar panels. Alas, uh, it's not possible to do something quite s the same with schools. The schools are there. All you're allowed to do is tweak them a little bit now and then. And then the person who sort of maintains the tweaking will go away and then somebody else will come and the tweaking is gone and you've got to start all over again. So it's very, very Sisyphus. So schools are there. The f mechanism of funding is there. You do not question why you have schools. Uh, there are those in the fringes who are questioning, what is this thing called a school? And if you go back hundreds and thousands of years, there wouldn't have been a school. Uh, there'd have been, society would have looked very, very different. There would be children everywhere. If there were older people to be seen, there would be children also to be seen. It would look very much like, a, let's say, a village in India, in Rajasthan. These days, if you go to a city, you don't see children. They've been sort of excised from uh, visual. You can't. You look at a photograph of a city. You you don't see children. They're, we've sort of managed to you know put them away. So the whole day they spend in schools, schools which have automated gates, schools which have times, and uh, they come in in the morning and then they stay there till late and then they go off to more daycare so that for the whole duration that their parents have to be somewhere and working, uh, the kids are getting taken care of. And this is okay for us. This is fine. It wasn't always uh, like this. There was Comenius who is credited with visualizing what these schools would look like. He was the architect. He was the designer. Are we allowed to redesign schools? Um, potentially, yes, but it's largely more talk than uh, so the the redesign uh, deals with content it deals with how pedagogy happens it deals with how education happens it deals with a whole bunch of these kinds of things but it doesn't necessarily tackle the fundamental premise which is that what is a school so everybody's saying schools are places where you go and get educated I think as somebody who wants to start with a clean sheet of paper and sketch the school from first principles, you go, yes, you're talking about the content. And during the lockdown, the kids have been at home and they've been learning. So that's all right. So they didn't need the school. So those buildings could all be knocked down, which means that uh, just like with electric cars, 
you won't need petrol stations. And then if in the future we have uh, flying cars, then you wouldn't need roads. So there's a whole, I think technology does to quite an extent move on. So there's no ducting in my house because uh, the system is completely different now. It's distributed and there isn't air being moved around in much the same way it was being moved around before. So with schools, we don't do that. There's no fundamental rethink. There is a building, there is a campus, and then people are, have to come there. And that is a place-based event. But the fact that education happens is not the most important business about schooling, is it? That's a problematic way to ask that question. But this is along the lines of, let's say, the Marxist critique or the contemporary Marxists who are saying that uh, this is a project of social reproduction, that schools and institutions and the particular design of institutions and the notion of discipline and keeping quiet and everybody wearing uniform and a whole series of one, two, three, four, fifteen different things that were implemented were implemented for the specific purpose to produce uniform workers who are pliable, who understand who are not unruly like children, who are not like children at all, who are like industrial workers. You say, please walk in a line, and they go, they walk in a line. And there are some schools which do that. So there is a displacement of authority to somebody who is not related to you. They're not your parents, they're not part of your community, but you go somewhere and then they say this person has authority, and if they say something, you're supposed to obey it. So you become... You get trained in being obeyers of instruction, and then you carry out those instructions. And then you also learn new things in a structured way. So if you have to assemble products in a particular way, you can be instructed, and then you will again and again, like Charlie Chaplin and modern times, actually manufacture. So... Schools, uh, there is a critique of schools that it is doing, it is serving some other purpose. It's, it's got very little to do with what society wants or what individual wants, but it has got something to do with how we are constructing the world today. It is a capitalist world and central to how the world is constructed is manufacturing or factories or work or shops and, and uh, employment. And so schools are essentially moving you along in that particular direction. But what about the content that you learn in schools? Is that content relevant? And herein comes the interesting bit, which is that did you learn more in 16 weeks restoring a car than you would in going to classes and having a much bigger and more wide expanse of the curriculum taught to you? Would you have learned more that way or through the experience? And over a period of time, what decays and what survives? And so there's, there's another way to think about education, but not when it comes to school, because the primacy of the building, the primacy of the infrastructure and its funding mechanism and what happens is not open for discussion. So which means the, the individual experience and the diversity is, is there in theory that there has to be more diversity. You have to have strength-based learning and different students have to learn different things. 
is, is there in principle, but it's very, very hard to implement. Which then brings us to the notion of the university, which asks, is the university really useful? The university is much more aligned to a particular aspect of schooling, which is that if you have a lot of money, you will send your child to a private school. And somebody says, why are you spending so much money on a private school? This, the other school, the public school, the government school is, is very, very good, isn't it? It's a state school. It's almost free. And you go, no, that's not the point. See, the, the, this socialization with the other students will ensure social mobility. It's more important to be with uh, people of your ilk or of your economic uh, level. So there is a social stratification that is at the center or behind the notion of schooling. Is a university all about social mobility? Partly. Why does somebody go to university? It is not for knowledge. Sometimes you do go to university for knowledge and that's a very gentle kind of situation. But you go to university because if you don't go to university, then you won't get a job, and then your economic future is not uh, sorted. That is so far as social mobility. But do you go to university to become something that you study at university? Do you go and study uh, engineering, and then you become an engineer later in life? Or do you go to university, you study engineering, and then after that you go and do a master's in management, and then you become a manager in I don't know, you become a stockbroker or a manager. So you, you keep moving. And the content of education isn't uh, that crucial, but we treat it as crucial. We treat it, we say that everybody who goes to study engineering, engineering is very, very important because when you graduate, you will be tested in uh, the context of engineering. And it's quite possible 80% of them are not going to be engineers. And the decision is not made after graduation, but it might have been made uh, pretty early. Which is to say that if you're an industrial designer and you're studying industrial design, then all hundreds of the graduates would be interested in industrial design. They're sort of vaguely interested, but they're there in university because you are, it's a rite of passage, everybody's doing it, or you're moving countries, there's this, lots of different kinds of reasons. We won't go into all those kinds of reasons. So these big things uh, exist. So 12 years of schooling, four years of university, so that's 16 years of something. And you put, it, put things away. So after 16 years, I'm going to open a car and maybe look at it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it before then. I don't have permission to do it. So the idea that you can invite people away at different paths. You have a 10-year-old and you say, would you like to come for a couple of weeks and do something? Has the potential to activate them that they acquire a little bit of agency. This is where I was sort of leading to saying there has to be some point apart from uh, there's a place and you can invite people and they can come and do some stuff. And then we'll try and figure out what they're going to do much later. But there is an ideological position possible in in this notion of the intensives. So, for example, you were to say that uh, instead of the conventional school, what if we were to have schools like Minerva College and we have students, uh, they're going off to a rainforest for a month and 
living in the rainforest in tents and knowing all about the creepy crawlies and doing all their studies and having conversations and they're immersed in it so it's an intensive in the conventional traditional schooling model that depth of experience is not possible because you've got to, you're constrained at sitting at a, on a on a chair or on a bench in, inside a classroom and you have to enact it for 40 minutes and then you have to do something else for another 40 minutes whereas doing something one thing for a month is doesn't sit well with that system but are there schools who are doing that yes there are and i've visited some of them and i've had this conversation with the children and their sense of uh, the knowledge and their interest and how they sort of have internalized it and made it the core is one of their strengths so why wouldn't we do that because of scaling possibly but if you have a place where you can bring people for three weeks two weeks and have an intensive experience but keep the 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 topic of the experience very narrow they're going to do just um, snails or they're going to do grass or something like that and then you do the whole ecology of the thing uh, wouldn't that then have value because it opens uh, knowledge and the construction of knowledge and how we construct knowledge as as something that has facts and truth but it's also reasonably arbitrary which means one form of knowledge is translatable to another territory in another space so it's a really good idea and i think it is the kind of disruption that is needed for not the disruption maybe this is the kind of uh, boost that is needed by some students because their journey through schools uh, might be missing something they they are looking for something far more authentic the mere socialization project that is a school why do you go to school you can study at home and you've got your ipads and you can learn online you can you can study at synthesis about doing one class a week and you'll you'll progress well along that is okay for the content but then people are saying now that the pandemic is retracted schools have opened everybody needs to go back to schools because the socialization is very important really so it, it is a going back to a particular mode of uh, socialization there could be other modes of socialization but we're very far from that so for some of these students who want to pursue a particular topic rather than it be just an hour long acupuncture then they jump to something else this is a mode of education that works much better for them it doesn't have to be technology they could they could make robots for a week that would be absolutely fantastic so you got the 42 silicon valley 5 week intensive mode for learning coding so would they go to coding school would this be a coding school does it have to be about nature can it be about music can it be about uh, i don't know all sorts of things are possible so the content is not very important but uh, how you assemble and how you learn uh, starts to become more important and all of this stuff couldn't have been said in uh, the whatsapp text message so i thought i'll ramble on and say a bunch of things saying place fantastic ideology important pedagogy maybe not so important but agency if the student fabulous to give it more space and more time 
All right. So see you back in WhatsApp. And for now, Scarborough Fair. <laughs>